0: there is a new destination for the official online store of the pfc podcast network you're a fan of our shows and obviously you are else you would not be listening to this right now you can check out all of the the latest t-shirts sweatshirts hats cups glassware anything under the sun that have the various designs and logos from all of our shows here on the network Head on over to CaféPress.com forward slash PFC Network for your official merchandise of the PFC Podcast Network and all of our great shows. You're listening to the Pure Fury Creations Podcast Network, powered by anchor.fm. The following is a close to the heart presentation in association with the PFC Podcast Network and has been rated M for mature audiences only. Some language and dialogue may not be suitable for members of the family under 18 years of age. Uh, we are going to uh, tackle a genre of sorts. But you and I didn't have any clue what the hell we were going to do. We're going to talk about Hoolies, we're going to talk about TV shows, we're going to talk about toys, we're going to talk about... You know all the things that made this such um, such an important part. I love toys. I'm Jason Klaus. I'm Sean Grugel, and we are power tripping through the '80s here on the PFC Podcast Network, powered by Anchor.fm. Hey everybody, welcome to Power Tripping Through the 80s, here on the PFC Podcast Network, powered by Anchor.fm, along with Sean Krugel, I'm Jason Klaus. We certainly appreciate you tuning in this week. Uh, we're kind of doing something, um, we're kind of flipping the script a little bit here. Like, we came in here with an idea of what we were going to talk about, um, kind of piggybacking off of last week's show, which, you know, real quick sidebar, one of many here this week, I have no doubt. Um, I went back and listened to last week's show, Sean, and, like, I was at work listening to it, and I was over there giggling. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like I was legitimately laughing pretty hard at this, where whereas the guy uh, that works across the line from me was watching me laugh, he's like, "Man, what are you, uh, what are you laughing about?" And I'm like, "Man, this 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 podcast that I'm listening to, and these two guys that are on it are absolutely fucking amazing, and like, uh, they make me laugh." And he's like, "Well, I want to listen to it," so I <laughs> I sent him the link. And when you send the link, it just shows like the thumbnail of our logo. And like, unless you really zero in on the actual logo and, and all the verbiage on it, like you don't r- really see our names in it. So I was kind of watching him as he was uploading it to his phone or whatever. And <laughs> I can tell that like he was going through the the opening, the rating and and, the, and as soon as the open of the show kicked in, like, he turned around, I was watching him, he turned around, he just had this, what the fuck are you doing look at me, you know? What I mean? But he actually wound up listening to the whole show, and he came away, we we gained a new fan, because he's he thought that our banter back and forth was really unlike anything that he listens to on his r- regular itinerary in terms of podcast he's very much into politics and video games and things of this nature things that we don't you know necessarily spend a whole lot of time talking about but we gained a fan and i i came away that day feeling pretty pretty good about things how's things in your neck of the woods well it's funny um i think we gained a lot of fans last
1: week and i'll tell you why So, uh, as you know, and I don't know a lot of listeners know, my son is in the Army, and he is stationed in Honolulu, Hawaii. And he found out that you and I were doing this podcast, and he tried listening to the last show, and he didn't think that my vocalization was quite up to par, that he couldn't hear me at a volume that he was comfortable with. So, my son, God bless his heart, he sent me a microphone. And uh, I'm planning on trying to figure out how to use this here soon. I I may have to go to the guru of the, you know, PFC network and maybe get some uh, in-depth training how to do this. But come to find out, it wasn't just him that listens to our podcast. It is his entire platoon. So (laughs) we have the U.S. Army now listening to us. (laughs) which is pretty darn cool so i just want to say hi to my son hunter i'm not gonna embarrass him by telling him how much i love him and his little squishy chubby cheeks you know (laughs) i hope he doesn't come home with a gun for christmas because i know his dad's gonna be dead now no but uh no i'm very proud of my son and i'm very happy to hear that we are broadcasting in honolulu at this point in time which is pretty darn cool so
0: for sure you know i've you and i have known each other jesus 20 years and like hunter was just just a little dude the the first time i saw him the first time i met him i want i have watched him grow up to become the man that he is and um you and Sharon have done amazing things with your kids. Your kids are absolutely amazing. Your daughter, your son, I mean, just great people. And that's a testament to you and Sharon. So, um, I, you know, I appreciate them listening. I appreciate Hunter and his platoon listening all the way in in Hawaii. So that's, that's pretty awesome. And with veterans day having been this past weekend, um, you know, I have a great appreciation for the armed forces for the men and women who, who sacrifice so much um, to ensure that we are able to have our freedoms to do things like this, and uh, so I I really appreciate that. So um, uh, hopefully we we can turn out some some content here this week that will be uh, entertaining. Or Hunter and his platoon all the way in Honolulu. So very, very cool. Um, um, can I can I make a quick note, real quick? Absolutely. We discussed it before, but I think it's fair to
1: let the listeners know. I don't know if they were looking to uh, play the FMK game that we were discussing at the end of the last episode, but uh, you and I had a discussion. Would you care to? Uh,
0: Make that announcement for next week's show. No, we can certainly do that. We can certainly do that. Um, ironically, we talked a little bit uh, in in the crosstalk about that about programming notes and what we had planned on the the FMK thing. like it it got me thinking, of course, you know me, I had to start writing down. You know, different notes and different um, topics and things of this nature along along the that realm. Um I had I had invited my friend and friend of the show, Brian Bolf, uh to be a part of that. He is a hundred percent on board. He came to me at work last night, as a matter of fact, he's like, Hey, I've got nine of these bitches. And like he's <laughs> that's not fair you're not supposed to get a preview of that stuff no 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 he I mean he just he just he gave me a a couple of them and like bro the the ones he read to me I'm like that's a good one that's a good one you need to stop just stop (laughs) so uh, it won't be next week's show, but it will be the following week's show just because of the sensitivity of the holiday coming up and when that show would drop. Um, that was your suggestion, Sean. It's a very good one. I think that's the that's the best course of action. So, quick programming note. Next week here, power tripping th- through the 80s, Sean and I are going to be doing a l- much lighter topic in terms of uh, Going into the holiday season, the holiday weekend, uh, we are going to look at, what's that?
1: What I like to call the forgotten holiday.
0: Yeah, and that's what we're going to call it. You know, we'll, we'll discuss what, what Thanksgiving means to us and our our traditions growing up and what we have incorporated as parents that we pass on to our children. So it's going to be a good time and no matter what we talk about it's going to be a good time like even he- heavier topics when we discussed the challenger uh a few weeks back and that's also another another thing that triggered the uh the change in format for for this week uh, even though that was a heavier topic i had a lot of fun recording that because You know, you and I, we we zeroed in on one topic and yeah, it was less than ideal, but like we turned out a great episode with that. And we taught people a lot of shit about the Challenger, about the NASA program that they probably had no idea was even a thing. I mean, some of them weren't even born at, at that point in 1986, but ironically, and this will be the transition into what we're doing here this week um what was it sean last week a week and a half ago um scientists or divers or somebody found a significant piece of the challenger shuttle embedded into embedded in 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 the ground of um in the ocean right. and they and they were able to uh, they were the last time i saw anything about it was they were trying to figure out how they were they were going to extract that piece of the shuttle from the ocean and you know make it intact you know what i'm saying
1: i'd like to think it was our podcast that motivated them to, to pull that out of the ocean
0: <laughs> well i said the exact same thing and i kind of said it tongue in cheek you know i was talking to Brittany about it and i said damn man babe look at this they like you sent me the link and I'm like, look at this. They found a piece of the challenger and like Brittany hadn't been born yet. Like that happened two years but before she was born, but she understands the ramifications of what that was. So, you know, it was just a handful of weeks after we recorded that episode. And when's the last time you heard of anything about the challenger in, in the news in, Recent news—it's been a minute. So <laughs> I said, "I said, you know, I think, I think the stars were in alignment in a weird way, and like Sean and I may have spearheaded this goddamn thing." <laughs> I
1: swear to God, if we get a phone call from NASA, I'm going to be over the moon—no pun intended. So, um, hey, if <laughs> news, man,
0: <laughs> what's that? My computer's working. Number one. Well, <laughs> hang on. Let's get that started. <laughs> Our studio number audience two, loves it.
1: Number two, Mama said I could buy a new computer, so that's going to happen. <laughs> and number three, for sale in Cleveland, Ohio, the house from a Christmas story just went up for sale.
0: You want to buy it? You want to you go in on it?
1: The only way I'm going to do it is if we get the leg. I want the leg lamp. <laughs> it has to go in the window. You know, um, it's also going to depend on the neighbors because those bumpus hounds—they were—I they, they were, they were, mean, they ruined that Thanksgiving dinner. The old man wanted that turkey bad, and they wound up having to get duck being serenaded by a, a bunch of Chinese takeout waiters and serving them a duck that was looking at them. It's smiling at me. It's smiling at him. I, I don't think I want to buy this house now. Matter of fact, I am clicking off this news story as I don't think it's newsworthy anymore. <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> oh, Marcus. Uh, <clears throat> it's, it's funny because I, uh, I saw an extended trailer of, of the sequel uh, for the Christmas story. That's going to be uh, available here in in a couple of weeks here. I believe it's through uh was it HBO or Paramount Plus one one of the streaming apps is, has the exclusive rights to that. Um I'll be on, I'll be straight up with you. When I heard that they were going to do a sequel. Now that movie came out the original movie came out in 83. A lot of people don't realize that because of the way it was filmed, the way it was shot, like it feels Legitimately, like something that was filmed in the in the nineteen you know forties or fifties, just the way it was. It's so magnificently done, and there's a lot of people out there that don't appreciate a Christmas story, and I understand why because it's it's on a twenty four hour loop on TBS and TNT every Christmas Eve it starts. But you know what? That's become part of my holiday. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. It don't matter what time of the day, I can turn on the TV and I know Christmas Story is on. And no matter where it's at in in the movie, I can pick right up and recite line for line, right? So that movie obviously has a lot of nostalgia for me. It has a lot of of personal ties with me. So when I heard that they were going to do a sequel, I'm like, damn, man, leave it alone. You know, it's been way too long. Like, we've we've been on here before and talked about movies and sequels and extended periods of time between them. And, you know, a lot of times they don't really work out or they don't resonate the way that we think that they should. There are exceptions to the rule. Obviously, Ghostbusters and Back to the Future because those were the two examples that we used. But you are talking like... 30 years in in between the original and the sequel and then i saw the trailer i saw the very first trailer that that they put out very very short when i think it was like 25 to 30 seconds and like you heard the music you heard the narrator and then the one shot of ralphie as an adult putting his his glasses on then i saw the extended trailer and i'm like okay you have my attention I'm going to at least, I'll give it a shot. If it bombs, if it sucks, well, okay. I watched it once. I don't have to ever look at it again. I'll just focus on the original. Where are you at with your anticipation level with this sequel? Well, first
1: of all, going back to what you're talking about, the original Christmas story playing 24 seven or whatever you want to call it 24 hours a day on Christmas Eve. Um, When that first started, I absolutely hated it. Absolutely hated it because it was like when the Metallica black album came out and you heard enter Sandman 3000 times. Then I realized if there's nothing else on TV, I can click on over to Christmas story. And just like you, I can pick right up where it's starting from and wherever it's at and enjoy it until i can watch something else this new one this this sequel is from what i understand going to be a true sequel it's called a christmas story story yeah and i don't know if you've ever seen it or not but i did and i absolutely hated it back in and yes my computer's working because i wanted to look up to date uh back in 2012 there was a sequel to a Christmas story and it's starred Daniel Stern as the father. Yeah. But everyone else was completely different. Okay. And it was about Ralphie. I think he was like, he was a teenager and he wanted a car for Christmas or some movie was dog shit. That movie should be called a Christmas story. Answered a call. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, That one was supposed to be a true sequel. I think that one just needs to be wrote out of the history books. And yeah, focus on this new Christmas story story because in the new preview, I saw that they got Flick and Schwartz from the original movie. But r- what really made my panties moist—yes, I am using
0: that term—was when I s- is going to love you for using the word panties. I'm just going to say that's that's <laughs> like her least favorite word. That's head Moist, too. Um, <laughs> Paynees, 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 Paynees. Moist, Moist, Moist. <laughs>
1: um, as in the preview, I saw Scott Farkas is back. Mm. He is one of my favorite characters in the original Christmas story. The proverbial bully who winds up getting his comeuppance. Yeah. Now, what I'm really hoping in this one do you remember many years ago there was a movie called Big Bully? I believe it was Rick Moranis and, um, oh my God, I can't think of his name. Roseanne Barr's ex husband made a whole bunch. Oh, Tom Arnold. Tom Arnold. Yeah, I believe it was Rick Moranis and Tom Arnold that was called Big Bully. Yeah. Vaguely. It was about how Rick Moranis dealt with his bully when they got up in age as they became adults i'm really hoping that scott Farkas after all these years is planning on getting revenge on Ralphie for kicking his ass as kids i think that would be just great i i am looking forward to this movie big time
0: so i i am too i i really hope it uh it winds up and it seems like that they are because you know when you watch the extended trailer like they went to great lengths to um incorporate a lot of the charm that was in the original now sidebar my son and daughter uh went to ohio uh over the summer they actually went and saw that house they they were they were able to make a tour of it i was kind of pissed that i didn't go i wasn't even able to go with them but um yeah so i mean even like my kids at 14 and 9 like they have an appreciation for that movie and i love that shit, you know because with all you know you watch movies nowadays all the special effects and everything like that but you go back to a movie like the christmas story just the simplicity of it is not lost on my kids and i'm sure your kids too like there is And I I think a lot of that is how we as parents present it to them. Like, this is something special. And here's why this is special. So if they're able to register that, you know, they form their own opinions of it. And if they wind up liking the movie, which is the case here with my kids, um, it carries on that tradition. And they're going to carry that on to their kids. And, you know, that's why movies like A Christmas Story become iconic in in terms of a specific time frame or a genre of sorts so you know i it makes me happy that they have that appreciation like they're not so far engulfed in all of the technological advances that they can watch something like that that it still registers without all the bells and whistles and computer shit and and, and all that but Uh, Yeah, very much looking forward to that. Check your local listings, (laughs) as they say.
1: (laughs) I really really hope it's going to hit the movie theater because it's one of the few movies I see coming out that I would really want to see in a theater setting. I I can appreciate streaming, but there's just something about sitting in a movie theater with your feet sticking to the floor as your hands are slimed with all the butter in the world from your popcorn. There's just something to be said for sitting in that movie theater and dropping 50 bucks, <laughs> and, you know, but taking it all in that way, um, you know, between that one and then. Wow. Also, sudden it's turning into a Christmas movie. Uh, I
0: know. I was just thinking the same thing. I'm like, we're not really here to talk about Christmas, but, you know, that's just the way we do it here. You know, we started off on a tangent and, you know, this is what people tune into is real talk. You know what I mean even yeah. though it's about Christmas or something but like people can hear us and they can tell the passion in our voices about this like th- this is serious shit we're talking about this. It is man but, Okay so I got to ask you this did you yeah. see the
1: preview for the new um Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds movie called Spirited that's coming out No Then I'm all done talking about it Because <laughs> It's, you know, Will Ferrell has said we're never going to see Elf 2. Right. Um, That movie, honestly, is my wife's favorite movie. And for me, it's like a Christmas story. I can put it in at any time and I can watch. I don't even like Will Ferrell for the most part. But there's something about Buddy the Elf that I, I, I absolutely love. So seeing... Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds teaming up for a Christmas movie. My panties are doubly moist. I mean, <laughs> oh, I, shit. So, okay, so you got a little bit of homework now. Now you got to watch that preview. All
0: yeah.
1: right. It's, uh, I, I'm really looking forward to it, and that's also going to be streaming here soon. Hmm. But, you know, what I'm looking forward to because I'm looking for the old uh, stop-motion Christmas specials to start coming out. They'll start coming out next week. You know, the old Frosty the Snowman and Rudolph the red nose Reindeer. Those are the ones I'm looking forward to the most this year. So yeah,
0: Santa Claus is coming to town, and like there's like I I have a whole box set of them. Um, Rankin rank Bass uh, pre- presentations is who put those out way back in the day and they still resonate too. I get, you know, again, they, we'll get more into that as we get closer, uh, here in the next couple of weeks, because, um, you know, the holiday season bro is like right around the corner and it kind of floors me that this is where we're at. Like time is escaping me this year for obvious reasons. I talked a little bit about it, um, over on the real podcast last week. So, um, Switching gears, though, and this is what made me think about changing up our our topic for this week. Even though we're just kind of rambling here about a variety of different things, but that's kind of what we do. Uh, we talked. Important <laughs> for real. Um, you know, the Challenger thing was obviously very fresh on my mind, and then over the weekend, I read. Some very upsetting news for me personally, and and I'm sure it resonated with you because I sent you the link to it. Gallagher died over uh, since our last recording, and like I say that, and there's going to be a demographic of our of our listening audience that may not know who in the hell Leo uh, Gallagher was, but Gallagher at a time. Was one of the most famous faces on the comedy scene, and like this dude exploded into the national spotlight in a most unconventional manner. He introduced what was called the sledge matic. Now, for the for those who don't know what the sledge matic is, Sean, educate these people as to what that was and how big it just exploded his star as a national and even in some cases a worldwide comedy entertainer.
1: You know, it's funny that you used the word exploded because <laughs> that's exactly what would happen. Uh, Gallagher, you know, he, he, he was, what, 70,
0: 76 when he passed away? I feel away? like, yeah, I feel like that's what it was.
1: And... To me, I really didn't know who Gallagher was until, like, the later part of the 80s. Uh, Probably around the same time, I would say maybe I started watching Eddie Murphy, maybe. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Gallagher was great because you would watch his live shows, and the first three rows of people were just covered in tarps and raincoats and everything else. And as his grand finale... He would break out a watermelon, introduce you to the sledge matic and as you said, shit would explode. <laughs> and uh, I remember he would, after he smashed the watermelon, he had a water bucket, and he would wash off the sledge matic and he slammed that thing just as hard as he slammed the watermelons. So, I honestly, <clears throat> I can't tell you a whole lot about his sets that he did um i know like i was looking up what movies was gallagher in i couldn't find a single movie
0: no he had very small cameo roles in a couple of them but that's not what made him who he was it was his what? stage shows um in my research and reading um in reading his I don't want to say his obituary, but like the, the article that came out after his manager came out and said that he had passed away. I didn't realize that Gallagher's, uh, one of his stage shows was actually the first comedy special film. I believe it was for either HBO or Showtime as an exclusive event that was aired on one of those premium channels um that's pretty significant now the one thing when I think of Gallagher my mom loved this dude like she just thought he was the funniest thing I think he may have done an appearance on or two on like Saturday Night Live and a couple of these like holiday specials that other people would bring to to network television they would bring him out of course he did the rounds of the late night talk shows uh he was on Carson he was on letterman and, and and all this but he did a bit and this is and it still registers to me gallagher was a very unassuming looking dude like you know kind of small in stature wild hair bald on top but he wore hats and things like this he goes into a trunk and pulls out this old school it looked like an elmer fudd hat puts it on it's like red and black like plaid checkered you know, gimmick. And he says, this is Michigan. And because <laughs> it was like a hunting hat, you know what I mean? And he's like, do I look like the most obnoxious person you've, you've ever seen? But people go in the woods and hunt animals looking like this. And, and just his delivery of it was so off the charts. And the fact that he mentioned Michigan, because that's not where he was from, I don't believe. Um, just it really registered with me. And I remember laughing my ass off at seven or eight years old, thinking this is the funniest man I've ever seen. And <laughs> that's the sledge thing. Watermelon, you're in, you're absolutely right. The first three rows are covered in plastic. Uh, I haven't seen anything like that on TV or in person since, uh, well, until the Blue Man Group be- became a thing. Uh, anybody who knows the Blue Man Group knows what they're all about, their stage shows. And instead of projecting watermelon all over the place, it's paint. Like their, their drum sets have paint in them and they just explode. Anybody, I know this is a sidebar, but if you want to see some entertaining shit, some of the most talent, talented musicians you will ever see that does not get nearly enough credit, check out the Blue Man Group on YouTube. They are phenomenal. I've seen them like four times in person, and they're phenomenal. So back on track. <laughs> uh, Gallagher, Gallagher is one is is one of those guys that does not get nearly enough attention or recognition for the comedy genius that he truly was, in my opinion. Well,
1: I was watching a. I'm a TikTok guy. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact. Sorry, I'm chewing because this is weird. We're recording on a Tuesday afternoon when we normally record on a Saturday morning. I've already put 10 hours in at work, and here we are. And these are the sacrifices we make for you people. So you better spread the word about this show.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, we got we, we have listeners in Honolulu, Hawaii. We would like to attract some over in New York City. Let's make this a global thing. Oh, shit, that reminds me. I. You finish your thought. I have something I wanted, to, I wanted to talk to you about, kind of off air, but fuck it. I'll do it on the air when, when, when you're done with your thought. All right. Um, where was I going with this? How did I, I start? Know. I'm lost. Well, we were talking about Gallagher. We were? And...
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know what it was.
0: I was going to make a confession oh. about TikTok. Oh, that's what it was. TikTok. Yeah. I am a TikTok pooper. I I will watch
1: TikTok while I am pooping. I will lock myself in the bathroom for 20 minutes and I will watch TikTok. Very personal, but, you know, we've already talked about my moist panties. So bathroom talk doesn't matter. Um, (laughs) So. I was watching Carrot Top and who's another comedian who I don't think it's a whole lot of recognition that he deserved. Good deserved, example. yeah. And he did a full-on tribute at the end of his show to Gallagher, Smashing a Watermelon.
0: Did he? Yeah.
1: And I think we're going to see that probably more and more of different comedians probably over the next month. Sure. And, but Carrot Top, to me, very much aligns with Gallagher because Gallagher was groundbreaking, no pun, pun intended, with the watermelon smashing, where Carrot Top is the king of prop comedy, as far as I'm concerned. Sure. Um, you can debate me all you want with Carrot Top, but it's true. Um, so, whereas maybe Gallagher didn't get the type of recognition he deserved from fans of comedy you can tell in in the comedic world you know uh with his fellow comedians he was well respected uh amongst his peers so absolutely i, I think we're gonna see more and more um uh tributes so to speak coming out so that that's where i was going um but yeah, so you need to talk to me about something off the air, but on the air. So
0: let's do that. I have an idea. Okay. Which, which anytime I say that, all depending on who I'm talking to, like the little hairs on the back of their neck start standing up. They're like, oh, yeah. That's kind of like me
1: saying, that's kind of like me saying, hold my beer and watch this shit. All right, let's yeah. do it.
0: <laughs> um, I have. I took the liberty. And... Uh, I am attempting to get us into a pretty, pretty cool event. Now, this is very, we're very much in the early negotiation stages of this. Um, But like Frankenmuth, Michigan has 80s Fest. Um, I believe it's going to be in April, this coming April. Uh, I'm trying to get us on... I'm trying to get us in 80s Fest for a live podcast recording stage event at 80s Fest. Would you be cool with that? I guess I should have asked you before I put the, the bid in, but I figured what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'd be down for something like that. Do I get to dress up as Barf? You can dress up as whoever the fuck you want. Simi um,
1: here I come. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. So I say that to say, and, I, and like I said, I was going to wait till we were off air. I actually meant to, to mention it uh, before we came on the air here today. But, you know, I had just gotten... I think, I hadn't even, even had a full cup of coffee in me before we hit the record button. So my brain was a little bit still trying to get acclimated to the day. Um, so do we want to...
1: Kind of tone down the FMK and maybe go to a hug Mary Kill, <laughs> just in case they're uh, listening. No. Okay. Good. No. I'm glad you said that. What we are
0: is what we are. Bingo. We, if we have to change our style for something like that, no. They don't. They don't need it. They don't deserve us because we have established at this point. Uh, we have established ourselves as this is what we are. And I mean, if we are in a live stage event, we may need to drop the rating down a little bit to maybe a PG-14 in case there's kids in in the audience, but that's not going to deter us from the foundation of who and what we are. So I say that to say this, We we have an expanding fan base of this show and we want our fans to rally for us. And to put some proverbial pressure on the organizers of 80s Fest, you need to bring Jason and Sean to 80s Fest for this event. We need to make this a groundswell campaign. I would be
1: so down for that, and I can almost guarantee you there would be a tribute Gallag- a tribute to Gallagher at the end of that show. That would be great.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, you mentioned Carrot Top. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that dude in in a minute until you said his name, but you could tell based on his, his presentation as, as a comedian, just how much of an influence that Gallagher was. And, you know, they don't, they don't make guys like that anymore, like Gallagher and Carrot Top. And and so, I mean, it's, uh, I, I was very, I was very bummed to hear about his passing. So we just wanted to take a few moments here and recognize that. Uh, here on the show Um, (laughs) which got me thinking uh, I wanted to what I wanted to do this week is go year by year of the decade and pick out one or two news things that happened in that particular year that maybe we it it didn't register with us because of our ages or it, it just at the time it just didn't that this was a big thing. Now, some of them, obviously, they were huge, life-altering. We we remember it like it happened yesterday. Other ones may have gone under the radar. So what I'm going to do here for the next little bit is go year by year, pick out a couple of these headlines, bring them out here, and we will discuss what we remember, if anything. do cool with that? I'm okay. chewing, but
1: yeah. I know.
0: I see you nodding. I see you nodding. 1980 okay now 1980 obviously the start of the decade now here's a few of the things that came across my radar that pop out of off the page of you know for me number one and this was a big thing for me and I remember this at four years old actually I think I was I don't think I had turned four yet but I remember this being a big deal because my parents made it a big deal The eruption of Mount St. Helens and like there is a documentary I believe it's on Netflix about the events leading up to the eruption of Mount St. Helens do you remember that happening
1: I do it was a big thing in school um I was actually in first grade so I was six and I remember it very well matter of fact it's kind of ironic that you brought that up because my son right now is what's called, he's, him and his platoon are out in the field doing training exercises. They're on the big island there in Hawaii. Currently, there's two volcanoes erupting around them. Oh, wow. And I was telling him, you know, that's pretty awesome because when I was a kid, Mount Vesuvius was, or I'm sorry, Pompeii was huge for me. You know, uh, because I remember watching documentaries of people being swallowed up by the ash and the lava and creating human statues. Yeah. And I always wanted to visit a live volcano. <laughs> My son, no, you don't, Dad. This sucks. So I'm assuming... I I don't know the scale. I never went into Mount St. Helens. Historically, you know, uh, reading anything about it myself, I remember it was a big deal, and uh, it was always something that kind of influenced the fact that I wanted to go visit a live volcano. Just just haven't done so yet.
0: So yeah, it it uh, it wasn't lost on me. At, at an early age, I, you know, probably because it happened in America, it happened in Washington state, you know, so it's like, damn, that's pretty close to home. And even in the aftermath of the actual eruption, like ash and everything was just floating through the air, you know, people in Minnesota were were getting rained on with all of this shit from from the volcano. And for it to travel that far is like, damn, that's pretty pretty extraordinary. Right? I remember to talk, the talk about acid rain. Yes.
1: Around that. Acid rain was huge back then. And that scared the hell out of me, mm-hmm. honestly. But
0: you know, you mentioned acid rain, and anytime anybody says acid rain, you know what I think of? It is gonna be so stupid. You're gonna be like, You are so stupid. There was an episode of Different Strokes where um, Kimberly, which is the daughter of the main character on that show, was putting, was collecting rainwater because she had read something that rainwater was actually good for your hair. So she collected rainwater on this particular day to wash her hair and she come out of the shower and it's bright-ass orange because she had collected acid rain. So... <laughs> I don't you know, know I, I
1: remember that episode too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's the dumbest shit like that that I don't forget. You know what I mean? Like different strokes. When's the last time we actually went in depth on, on that TV show? What you talking about, Willis? Um there's a place I, I kid you not. Uh I'm
1: not gonna advertise the name of their store until they sponsor us. But <laughs> sure enough, I went walking into their store and there was a t-shirt and it had uh, oh my god I keep wanting to call him Emmanuel Lewis but that was Webster Gary Coleman Gary Coleman a face of Gary Coleman and I said what you talking about Willis and I wanted to buy that shirt but you know I'm extra stout they don't have my (laughs) size (laughs)
0: Hey, anybody that wants, you know, quick cyber, anybody that is interested in advertising on any of our shows here on the PFC Podcast Network, just send us an email, close to the heart at We'll get you all the information that you need. Or send me an extra
1: stout Gary Coleman shirt. I'm okay with that, too. <laughs>
0: we'll give you a shout out if you can make that happen, for sure. Um, also in 1980, the popular video arcade game Pac-Man is released. Uh, Ronald Reagan is elected the president of the United States, obviously the, the United States boycotts the 1980 Olympics in Moscow for obvious reasons. Yep. John Lennon is shot and killed outside his hotel and or outside his apartment in New York city. Now to put this in perspective for our, our younger listeners, John Lennon. Obviously, one of the founding members of the Beatles. Uh, by this time, the Beatles were long gone. Thank you, Yoko Ono. Uh, you fucking bitch. And, huh. um, but a crazed fan guns down one of the most influential musicians of a generation. Uh, they broke into Monday Night Football with this shit. Like Howard Cosell. And you can go on YouTube and actually listen to the rebroadcast about, uh, I can't even, I believe it was, the Miami, I know the Miami Dolphins were playing and I cannot tell you who the other team was. Maybe the Raiders, I can't remember. But during the course of this game, Howard Cosell announces to the world and, and you can hear in the background, he's, he's being handed these pieces of paper and he's announcing to the world that John Lennon had just died. That's how my dad found out about it. My dad can vividly recall that game, that broadcast, because just the magnitude of the news that that, that Lennon had had been, you know, killed. So sad, so sad.
1: And yeah, my mom was a big fan of John Lennon, and you know, when you listen to some of his songs, you know, a lot of his, all of his songs, really, after he left the Beatles, was nothing but peace, love, and harmony. Right. how everyone could hate a man for that is just beyond me
0: so just some sick bucks in this world he, yep. i mean back then now especially now <laughs> i mean I, I could go in i, I don't even want to why not let's <laughs> move to 1981 um sandra day o'connor is nominated as the first female supreme court justice by president reagan uh the aids virus is identified in the United States by scientists for the first time. Now, that would not come across our radar really until like 1985 when Rock Hudson would come out and say he had he had he had uh, contracted the AIDS virus and there was so much misinformation about that. And we're going to actually tackle this on its own episode uh, next year. So. We're not gonna spend a tremendous amount of time, but in 1981 is when it first comes across the radar that this is a serious issue. The cable uh, network MTV is launched. We've we've discussed that here on the show previously. Lady Diana Spencer and Charles, the Prince of Wales are married in 1981. Um, I kind of remember their wedding being broadcast on TV uh just because of the pomp and circumstances i remember thinking uh at that time wow there's really a real life king and queen and prince and princesses like we had seen in cartoons and things of this nature this is how these mo- these motherfuckers live like this is a real thing um now princess diana would become arguably one of the most famous and iconic fi- figures up until her unfortunate passing in 1997 had she not died, bro, what would the entire landscape of the monarchy look like in, in England? It would be um, different.
1: I don't think the, the queen would be dead right now because she'd still be trying to get rid of Diana. Yeah. Um, <laughs> True I mean, story. Uh, yeah, I mean, Diana, if I remember right, I remember my mom uh was big into that story because diana was nothing but a commoner, was she not and yeah. she's a comet became a princess yeah. and it was like a, a real life fairy tale and for some of these smothers yes i love that term smother you know uh smother you with hugs and kisses and oh my little baby boy that's how my mom was you know my, my my mom could see herself as princess diana i remember my mom actually having her hair cut short like princess diana at one point in time so uh, she, i mean she did. was an icon you know then <laughs> like you said up until her passing so
0: well uh she's going to be another one that we do a deep dive on here just because of the uh just the stranglehold that for the lack of a better term that she had, she captured not just the attention and the imagination of those in, in the United Kingdom, but around the world. Specifically in the in the United States, she was huge. Just a just a, and she seemed like a genuine good person. You know what I mean? Like she really cared for other people. A lot of humanitarian efforts and things of this nature. Um, 1982, <laughs> Disney World opens the. EPCOT part, do you know what EPCOT stands for the acronym EPCOT? I didn't know this until I read it.
1: No, I never went to Disney, never been to Disney. So,
0: well, listen, when, when this shit starts rolling and we're, we're, we're able to monetize all of this. We're going to Disney because you got to at least once. Um, it stands for experimental community of tomorrow. I didn't okay. know that. I didn't know that. So, look, you learned something new here this week on the on power trip in, through the 80s. The FIFA World Cup is held in Spain, and Italy wins the title. Go, of,
1: back.
0: Go back to Epcot real quick, yeah. okay?
1: Yeah. Was that in conjunction with, didn't they have an attraction called the World of Tomorrow? Like, it I've, showed you futuristic housing and stuff like that, or was that inside Epcot itself?
0: It's in inside Epcot itself. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, the computer is named time magazine's man of the year, the computer. That's where we were back then. Like the computer <laughs> just changed everything. Obviously. I mean, I'm, we're doing this through computer Well, I am on my side. Um, big damn deal. Right. I mean, it changed the entire world. Uh, Japan. Begins selling the first c- CD players in 1982. Now, can you imagine what the size of them sons of bitches were? <laughs> weren't the CD
1: the CDs back then? Were weren't they the same size as the CDs we have now? Um, they they really were. Now, laser disc on the other hand, right? There are some big old bad boys there.
0: So. Yeah, yeah, they look like actual fucking albums. Yeah. But. They weren't made the same way, obviously. And uh, the king of rock and roll, Elvis Presley's home, uh, Graceland, is open to the public as an attraction, as a museum. Have you been there, Graceland? No, have not. Have have you ever had any interest in in visiting that?
1: Only because of Zombieland. I mean... Don't get me wrong, Elvis in his era was an icon. And I did like the movie that came out, but I don't want to envy a, a guy who was so miserable. Does that sound, does that make sense?
0: I yeah, mean, for sure.
1: Yeah. I mean, when they say money can't buy you happiness, it sure the hell didn't buy Elvis happiness.
0: So it bought him a lot of uh, peanut butter and banana sandwiches. I can tell you that, though. <laughs> yeah, sure. I
1: like some <laughs> peanut butter and
0: banana sandwiches, especially fried. <laughs> there you go. Uh, all right, nineteen eighty-three, kind of, kind of topical for what we talked about earlier in the show, and a couple of weeks back with Challenger. Uh, Sally Ride becomes the first American woman in space in nineteen eighty-three she would actually become part of the task force that was formed in the wake of the Challenger explosion. Uh, she was a very integral part of, of that team that investigated what went wrong there. Motorola introduces the first mobile phones to the, the, to the United States. Microsoft releases Word, their word processing program. Um, that's pretty much as far as I'm concerned. Oh, uh, where are we at here? Jesus Christ. All right, 1984. I'm going to throw in a couple of my own on, on 84 just because it registered. Uh, but before we do, uh, Indians' prime minister, India's prime minister, Gandhi, is assassinated. Band-Aid records, Do They Know It's Christmas? A charity single to raise money for famine relief in Ethiopia. I just listened to that song on the way home from work this morning. First time I've heard it this year. So when that popped, I was like, huh, weird. I just I just remembered that. And then the, the Soviet Union boycotts the 1984 Los Angeles Olympics Summer Games. So America did it in 80. Now, four years later, the Russians are like, fuck you, we're not coming to L.A. Uh, Also in 1984, for you and me, this is a big damn thing, Hulkamania is born as Hulk Hogan wins his first recognized world heavyweight championship in the sport of professional wrestling, of course, this being the World Wrestling Federation, the entire industry, the entire Genre, the entire landscape of the business changed with Hogan becoming, well, what he would become. It started in
1: 1984. That very first wrestling match I ever watched. I'm my hey. very first day of cable.
0: <laughs> yep, I remember you saying that. And then uh, MTV begins the Video Music Awards, or the VMAs, as they're known as, in 1984. Just a handful of years after the launch of the actual network. So that's cool. 85. I feel like 85 could become its own episode plus. It could actually become its own series of episodes. Just so much shit happened in 1985. Um, Here are among the highlights. The iconic Route 66 is removed from the highway system in the United States. Um, in what many considered one of the worst marketing moves of all time, Coca Cola introduced new Coke and were forced to return to the old formula only months later due to the backlash. Do you remember the, the new Coke uh, controversy?
1: I don't for some reason. The only thing that's registering me with me at this moment is Pepsi Clear. Yeah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Crystal I don't remember. Pepsi.
0: New Coke. So, um, the first version of Microsoft Windows is released in, in 1985. Legendary basketball player Michael Jordan is named the NBA's Rookie of the Year, if you can believe that. And this is the one that really registered with me. And I remember this happening as it unfolded. The wreckage of the Titanic was found in 1985 and that was a huge deal all over the news all over the newspapers we were getting glimpses of that iconic ship laying in the bottom of the ocean um that Titanic I know is one of those things that strikes a nerve with you it does with me too but not on, on the same level but it was I. It was here that that they found the the wreckage of it. Pretty incredible, really.
1: Yeah, that uh, that that may have resonated with me a little bit. Um, <laughs> so from you know it was uh, a guy by the name of Robert Ballard who actually found that, and he was like on a like a crisscross pattern. He was an oceanographer. He was studying the uh, bottom of the ocean, and uh, For him in 85 to find that like two and a half miles down is amazing. Um, In pitch black too. Yeah. We, we better not get on the subject because, you know, this is one of those passions of mine who I've tried to put in the closet, but every now and again, when someone says the word Titanic, it's okay,
0: here we go. (laughs) You You know, sidebar, um, in 2020, I had done my first steak show in Frankenmood, and um, which you know that that was a big thing, but this is right before the pandemic really started to uh get a grip on the world, really, with with COVID. You, you had actually had scheduled a live presentation, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, it was at the Holly library and it was all about Titanic and like, I was so excited for you because I could tell how, how invested you were in that and that you were, you were going, you were going to be able to take a passion of yours and present it to a public in a public setting. And like you, you had told me privately that what I, what I had done in Frankenmuth inspired you to try to do something like that. And like, when you told me that you had that book, like I, I circled the day on the calendar, I cleared the schedule, like nothing was going to prevent me from being there that day. And well, until the pandemic happened. Yeah. Now, is that something that you are going to pick back up? at some point or have you just kind of put that to, to bed for now
1: i've kind of put it to bed um titanic's still a passion of mine i i think you know 1912 you know i i think i don't know maybe in 2050 well <laughs> you know we'll, we'll go visit something like that but it, it's just a matter of uh I was very very pumped up to 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 give the uh presentation and when Covid came and hit not only did I lose interest once it was cancelled uh it seemed like a lot of other people lost interest as well, so you know i i I would entertain the idea, but I've gotten rid of. <laughs> a lot of my titanic memorabilia to make way for my 80s memorabilia you know uh, sometimes sometimes when we find a new love we go all in and uh, you know that's pretty much what i did uh here um but you know i will never never ever Stop loving the Titanic for God's sakes, I mean, Captain Smith is one of my heroes, and Molly Brown. I mean, her story is just amazing, and no, this ain't no Leo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet bullshit. I'm talking about the real deal Titanic and uh All right. yeah, we don't we don't like get on that subject yet, but yeah, you did inspire me to to go after that dream and while it was a dream achieved in my book, um I didn't. I didn't follow all the way through. Um, maybe later on down
0: the line. So, okay. Uh, let's move on to nineteen eighty six. The Chernobyl nuclear reactor explodes in the in the Soviet Union.
1: Amazing yeah.
0: story. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, there's a few documentaries out there, and uh, man, oh man, it, it, they're they're worth a watch. Like you okay. want to, you want to see, you want to see some shit. You want to learn some shit. I mean, Chernobyl is one of those things that as, as, bad as it was, uh, it still didn't. I mean, when you look at history, it's not up there among the great disasters. Like it's not even up there on the same realm as Mount St. Helens. And I don't understand why, you know, because right. it, it's a Huge. Uh, that could have been I mean, it was bad, make no mistake about it. But it could it's have been, been so no much worse. Still radioactive out there after all these
1: years. I mean, yeah. that that would be something I would be interested in touching on an episode by itself, just just because. Um it, I'm making notes. Yeah, I mean, people people just uprooted their lives to escape from this thing, and the Russian government did everything they could to cover it up. Right, You know, uh, yeah, that's something we should get into later on.
0: Yeah. Um, well, 1986, the space shuttle Challenger t- uh, explodes, uh, killing all on board. We did a deep dive on that. Bad cow disease is identified in Britain for the first time. And the first triple organ transplant is performed in 1986. So it's kind of a big damn deal. And probably the biggest thing that came out of 1986 was uh, the release of Crocodile Tundee. So, uh, I kid, I kid. 1987. The disposable contact lenses are first sold. Do you wear contacts? I do. Do you like them? I do. I can't do them. I can't fuck around with my eyeballs. I can't put anything on my eyeballs. Like I'll drop Bizee if they're red because Bizee gets the red out. Um but I can't be putting shit on my eyeballs. Like Britney wears them and there are times where she's like, "Babe, can you take my contacts out?" I'm like, "Absolutely fucking not. Am I touching your eyeballs? I'm not." She's like, "I can't peel a that's not my fault. I didn't put them in there, I ain't getting them out." Um I ain't doing it. I'm not doing it. My dad uh my dad seemed fit when I was a kid to
1: get me those color changing lenses. Yeah, uh, that were a big deal in the '80s. And when they would turn dark, I I would look like a prepubescent child porn star from the '70s. And uh, those those sons of bitches things. Those things were so big; they were bigger than goggles. I could use them as a swim mask. I mean, I I was very self conscious about my glasses. So no,
0: no. Oh. Um, the Simpsons make their debut on the Tracy Ullman show. In that- <clears throat> I know. And when you go back and watch the very first few episodes of the Simpsons on the Tracy Ullman show and see what, th- what they would evolve to what they look like now is remarkable. Yeah. Absolutely remarkable. Uh, Margaret Thatcher is elected as the British prime minister for the third time. The Fox Television Network begins operations. Fox would become, you know, it would. It's it went from being the proverbial redheaded stepchild to one of the big four at this point: ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox. It started in 1987, um, and of course, for us, '87 revolved around WrestleMania 3 setting the world indoor attendance record at 93,173 fans in the historic Pontiac Silverdome in Pontiac, Michigan. Headlined by Hogan and Andre, but the show was stolen by Savage and Steamboat, in my opinion. Uh, 1988. Whoa, wait. What,
1: what, what? You missed one of the biggest news stories in
0: 1987 what's that jessica okay it is on here (laughs) okay jessica is going to be very shortly a topic its own show because it did register that is what put 24-hour cable news on the fucking map was the what what was what was that texas that that happened in um, all eyes were on Texas and this was when CNN really established a, a footmark in the news business. Whereas before they weren't really taken all that seriously because it was just a cable news station. They weren't NBC. They weren't, they, they didn't have P- Peter Jennings or Tom Brokaw or Dan rather, but like people were tuning in at three in the morning to find out if they had pulled pulled this child out of this well. Yes, huge deal, on so many so many levels. But we are going to tackle that as its own as its own topic here.
1: One um, of the names, one, and I I'm going to even use the name obscure. One of the few obscure names that I remember from the '80s was Jessica McClure better known at from everybody as baby Jessica, because that's all we watched. You know, is that kid coming out of the well or isn't she?
0: Right. And that, Is she alive or is she dead? Right. And then I had to do
1: a, what does she look like now? And I was, I mean, don't get me wrong. She was what 18 months old when she fell into a well, but to see what she looks like now, alive and well, it's kind of amazing. So, all right,
0: 88. uh the soviet union withdraws their troops from afghanistan this was a long-standing war it was actually kind of the backdrop for rambo three a lot of people don't realize that but uh, it was and the the afghan forces were even as depleted as they were uh were 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 able to force the russians out of their country and at the time was a big thing Um, Afghanistan was looked upon as like the underdog in this squirmish and fast forward, you know, to 2001 and Afghanistan is going to come back into the national spotlight, but for all the wrong reasons in the aftermath of nine 11, uh, again, that's something totally, totally different. We're not going to go down that rabbit hole here. Uh, George H. W. Bush is elected as the President of the United States after defeating Michael Dukakis. Two years after the Challenger explosion, NASA's space shuttle program resumes. Uh, And the Iran-Iraq War formally ends in 1988. Uh, 89. Mr. Gorbachev, Tear down this wall. That <laughs> uh, the the Berlin Wall is torn down uh, at the end of the Cold War. This was the symbolic end of the Cold War between the United States and and the Soviet Union. Uh, historic, historic. That wall come come tumbling down. Uh, pro, Democracy protests take place in Tiananmen Square in China iconic with the one dude standing in front of this big ass tank rolling down and he was not budging uh that is the defining image of of that that issue right there uh the Exxon Valdez oil tanker spills 240,000 barrels of oil in the Prince William Sound in Alaska uh, they still talk about that, obviously. Uh, we went to Alaska in 2020, and there's all kinds of markers and shit like that to to commemorate what a huge thing that was there. And uh, the Nintendo Game Boy portable video game system is released. Did you have a Game Boy? I,
1: I did. Uh,
0: Tetris was like one of my favorite games. Um, I was I was just going to say it was all about Tetris at that point. Yeah,
1: that Tetris was great, but, you know, going back to the Exxon Valdez, I still can't get that damn in the arms of an angel song from Sarah McLachlan on my head as you're watching them clean up penguins and rubbing the oil off of them. I mean, that that was another huge disaster that uh, really, really still resonates with me. That damn Sarah mclaughlin I just <laughs> between her and the ASPCA commercials with those poor little homeless puppy dogs that want to adopt every single one of the little bastards.
0: I know it. I know it. Uh, <laughs> 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 this is where Dawn dish soap re- really be- became a primary thing because they marketed themselves like they're the only soap that could take all the oil and shit off of these poor animals the penguins, yep. the birds, the, you know, everything. And look, we're not trying to make light of this. This this was a very serious issue, but it just goes to show that in the wake, in, in, in the midst of tragedy, there's going to be something that comes across the radar that it's like you are trying to capitalize on this or from a marketing standpoint for your own gain. That's what I took away from that. Um, even in 1989, and I know it's kind of an asshole-ish way of looking at things, but like at that point, dude, I was really starting to, to dial in on marketing, exploitation, and how they go hand in hand. We've talked about here from day one on the show, cross promotions, uh, and, in the way that like a movie comes out or a cartoon comes out and they want to expand that. So they bring out all the toys, all the merchandise, the breakfast cereals, the yogurts, and everything that you can put that brand's logo or image on what? Yogurt? I said yogurt, absolutely. I'll give you an example, Trix. Trix was a breakfast cereal. All of a sudden the yogurt boom, for whatever reason, in that time became a thing. They came out with Trix yogurt, okay? You could go right now to the Meijer and you could get Mickey Mouse yogurt. What the fuck does Mickey Mouse have to do with goddamn yogurt? Okay. Nothing. I'll go with that. I'll
1: go with Mickey Mouse then. I'm just...
0: The only yogurt I can ever think of that
1: was really marketed to kids was like the Squeeze-Its. Yep. And then you had the, the Oreo yogurt. I mean... What the hell? That's like saying taco salad is healthy. You know, it's it's not. Oreo yogurt, no, that it's not healthy anymore. You're putting fucking Oreos in it. Right.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, there's no healthy Oreos for sure. For sure. If there is, I need them. No. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they got the little slim gimmicks now, you know, a fraction of the uh, calories or whatever, but it ain't the same. No, it's you like,
1: give me that fucking cream. I, <laughs> I need that cream in the middle. Right. Do not take that out of context. I'm talking about fucking Oreos. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, is there anything else you uh, want to throw in here in terms of things that stood out to you in the decade that was the 80s? Well, I do want to bring up one
1: thing, um, and I think it's something that you haven't watched yet. And it's not advent-worthy or anything like that, but just recently the new biopic of Weird Al Yankovic was released. Have you seen this yet?
0: I have not seen it yet.
1: I highly, highly, highly recommend it if you're a fan of Weird Al because this movie is just like his discography. It is frigging crazy i mean he <laughs> yeah i know you've seen uhf right oh yes yes take uhf and make that a biopic of weirdo yankovic and you're gonna get this mockumentary that he made i laugh so hard um where would be something we should talk about at some point in time too I mean, all the comedy in the world and all the musical skill that he stole. I mean, it's great. So
0: check that movie out if you get the chance. Correct me if I'm wrong. The kid that played Harry Potter, is he the one that's doing, that plays Weird Al? Yes. Daniel Radcliffe, I believe is his name. Yes. Okay. It's, I, I got to tell you, uh, Daniel Radcliffe.
1: You know, you 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 look at that kid, and there's a lot of actors in this world. Like, when I look at, uh, oh, God, I'm just going to call him Stifler. When I see Steve Stifler play any other role on TV, that's Stifler. I just watched a, a TV series on Netflix called The Watcher. Stifler's mom is in The Watcher. I don't know what the fuck her real name is, but that's Stifler's mom. So you watch fucking Harry Potter playing Weird Al Yankovic, it's not Harry Potter. It's Daniel Radcliffe. I watched him in Guns of Kimbo. That was Daniel Radcliffe. The, I didn't know how good an actor this kid actually was or is. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's going to be amazing here in about 10 years. I think he's going to be your next Harrison Ford. And I say that with all the certainty in the world and send me your hate mail because I'm waiting on it. So, <laughs>
0: Uh, that is... My goddamn is,
1: candy bars yet, people. So. <laughs>
0: yeah. Another week is coming on. No Zagnut, no Clark Bar. No Clark Bars. Oh, bitch. Losing my patience here. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you, you know what's going to wind up happening. What's that? I had a, I had a dream about this, actually. Uh, we got both of us, respectively, in this dream. Like we both came home to our respective houses, and on our doorstep was crates of our respective uh, candy bars. And like I called you, and I was about ready to do. You were going, you were about to call me, and we were like FaceTiming, and there was like this wall of goddamn candy bars in both both of our 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 backgrounds. So, yeah, still waiting. I wouldn't be upset about it. <laughs> no. No. no, Worst things have happened for sure. Yep.
1: That, I mean, diabetes,
0: I'll take it. Send me the <laughs> clock <counterparts. laughs> box. I got it. I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this, this, this was a good episode and I'll be touched on a variety of different things. We did a little bit of a deep dive there. Um, in you know with the christmas story and then and all this this was another fun episode uh we appreciate everybody tuning in if you have any show topic ideas questions comments concerns uh you can find us over on facebook just look for power tripping through the 80s or you can go to claustintheheart.net all of our contact information is there as well Uh, and be sure to check out our online store what do you got there do you remember that? Pull it back a little bit. It's blurry. Holy shit. Where did you get that? It's the Supermobile.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I bought it on eBay. <laughs> I had this. This almost reminds Okay, so the viewers at home, what it is, it's like a spaceship that Superman would fly. Now, why Superman would need a spaceship to fly and I have no fucking idea. But when I was a kid, this Matchbox car was the coolest thing I ever owned. And I know this is going to sound crazy. I almost think this is the same one I had when I was a kid. Because it still got the crack on the windshield that I had from throwing this fucker across the room because I was trying to make Superman fly. I thought you would appreciate this. But look, the fist, can you see it? Yep. The still work. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, this is from 1979.
0: That's 15 bucks I've ever spent. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, real quick, in on the shelving unit behind you, up up towards the top there above the, the, the Beetlejuice poster. Are those smurfs? There are smurfs up there.
1: That's yep. wonderful. And just below that, I got the entire toy line from dinosaurs. So Phenomenal. Did you happen to look at the link that I sent to you today?
0: I have not yet. I haven't been on anything. Like, I literally woke up and you texted me. I was texting you. I texted Brittany to let her know that I was up and I came down to the studio to record. So I haven't looked at shit yet today. Well, it's something that we should
1: touch on. Televa- <laughs> televangelists in the 80s.
0: Oh, Jesus. Yes and that'd be a good one absolutely
1: the look i sent you was a guy from the 80s who was ripping apart our childhood saying that the smurfs were uh denizens of the devil and the people yeah and the people that created the smurfs so when you look at a smurf their skin is blue their lips are black just like a corpse (laughs) <laughs> i'm telling you you gotta watch that link if you get the chance i i would suggest putting it up on the Cross to the heart facebook page uh, let other people comment he he claims that rainbow bright is a denizen of the devil because she has an upside down five, pi- five pointed star on her face and endorses rainbow unity or something something on that order so Yeah, we were going to hell in the 80s. Thank God it's 2020 because I got my damn Smurfs back there. So I'm good to go.
0: (laughs) I will definitely be checking that out here in a little bit. This is going to be a very fast turnaround with this episode. We're recording this on Tuesday afternoon. It drops at midnight tonight. So this is going to be a very quick turnaround. Uh, Nothing but uh, procrastination. Hey. You know, I do my best work when when my back's up against the wall. You know what I mean? I hear you. (laughs) With that, uh, we appreciate everybody tuning in. And, again, once again, we appreciate uh, all of our new fans over in Hawaii that that is tuning in. We appreciate what you're doing. And we hope that you are are enjoying what we're doing. And uh, with that, we will be back here next Wednesday with a brand new episode. Of power tripping through the eighties here on the PFC Podcast Network, powered by anchor.fm.